0: For now, let's start the conversation.
1: Welcome from the Event Design Lab at Purdue University. Um, In our little studio, we have Amanda Cecil, uh, professor at Indiana University. Uh, Welcome, Amanda.
2: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me today
1: we um we are spending some time together um in uh, what we call an event design certificate program level three where we are hosted by um purdue university um and in their event design lab um, we are doing a a program um how is that so far
2: you know i think it's been really interesting it's been great one to be back face to face with people i mean gosh you forget how much you miss just the energy about being around others and other ideas and human beings. So I'll say it's, it's great to be back in a collaborative type of environment where you've got ideas flowing, you've got different people, diversity. So it's always like just a boost for me to come to these things. It's, it's a, lot of inter- it is a lot of personal energy and a lot of personal time, but I always find benefit, uh, both personally and professionally in, in doing these types of workshops and labs.
1: And how do you like the program in itself so far?
2: You know I like it. Um, Again, I work at the university. I, I love theories and methodologies and frameworks. And this is one that I think can be used both in academic thinking and research and also on the practical side. So as an academic for, I don't know, 20 plus years, I've always kind of stood on the bridge of trying to link you know, academic work and industry. And I think this is one of those Programs that you can do that mindfully, you know, intentionally, and that's why I continue to participate and be involved in, in these types of initiatives.
1: Nice. Um, you also teach this um, I do. At, at your um, university, Indiana U- University, together with your colleagues. Um, can you explain how that works?
2: Absolutely. So, in our undergrad curriculum, we have a three stage event curriculum. We start with an, a fundamentals type of program, again, talks about lingo, it talks about key stakeholders, um, how how planners and suppliers work together, very 101 type content. We move then to a planning and logistics type of course, which is much more technical in terms of contracting, in terms of legal, risk management, sustainability, those bigger concepts Mm -hmm. that wrap around those fundamentals. And then our, our advanced level, our seniors take a capstone course, and we use this methodology in our capstone course. So before they start to think about what is event they want to design and what, how they want to demonstrate that they've learned all of this knowledge from past courses, they go through a full day, day and a half workshop using the event um, design canvas, and then all of our students then get the level one certificate as a part of this process. So it's a dual kind of objective with us doing that. One, they come out with a strong industry credential for their resume. And two, they start the semester with an event design that they can execute on over the semester. Oh,
1: nice, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's um, <coughs> for our audience, that's the EDCYP program, right? Yes. So that's the Event Design Certificate Young Professionals program, which um, uh, now runs in 30 plus universities. Um, and we're very happy to um, um, invest in the next generation, together with universities, um, in bringing this uh, to um, to students. Because um, what we learned in our practice is that when we, whenever we, we are in front of students, um, get they get it much faster than than the people who are seasoned professionals and there's nothing wrong with that but these people who are seasoned professionals have to unlearn something they before they can allow something new to enter in their into their minds and um that is what i like about working with students um uh, i always refer back to my university years where i had to um create a business plan and it had to be 60 pages and eight chapters and so many words and now there's a business model canvas for instance where you can actually sketch it on one, exactly. paper, on, on, one page and I think that is what helps uh, students to appreciate these kind of techniques much more because they can, they can do it collaboratively and they can yes. do it on one page of piece of paper right so no question is. yeah, yeah
2: and you know also in higher ed yes we want them to learn how to write an rfp and and how to put together a a risk management action plan but we also want them to critical think we want them to be creative we want to allow them um, to problem solve to put project management skills in place so we're trying to mold really what we want them to learn that's industry specific but also that's kind of those Life competencies, um, those business competencies that everyone should have exiting college, and we think again this really melds those two kind of concepts really well together. That's cool.
1: Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, we um we are now in. What we call an event design lab, and uh, Purdue University is one of the uh, first ones. Uh, no, the first university uh, who is actually um, yeah, an, uh, we're host. jealous. Yeah, of yeah. Nick,
2: but <laughs> we're close. You know, state schools. We're we friends.
1: Yeah. And, and and I must must say um, that uh, this this room, which is uh, outfitted for um, for these these kind of event design sprints, um, can you describe for the audience who obviously haven't been here? Yeah, um, how does it feel?
2: You know it feels like um, a think tank on steroids <laughs> you know that's how I would kind of describe it it it, it really is just and, and I, I sincerely say I'm jealous because a space like this on campus is a gem for any university um, it's difficult to get space to do anything on a campus but something like this that's intentionally designed for people to come together to think to be creative um, again to walk through a process um, you do, I think this is a really a one-of-a-kind kind of location and I'm confident that Nick who's running is going to do great things you know with this not only with the university but with his community and it can just be used in so many ways again to bring together people to solve problems and to think differently and I, I think it's a it's going to be a gym for Purdue and really for, I hope that regionally it'll be embraced as somewhere that regionally we will come together as well.
1: So, in this in this lab, we have, have done the EDC Level Three program, and of course you have done this numerous times already, um, teaching it, helping clients. If I understand it right, um, my question is: what 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 was new this time? What 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 did you learn, or what kind of? Um, uh, experience you went through where you said, like, oh, this this is something I didn't know yet. Um.
2: Yeah, so, you know, again, I've been through the process, of identifying stakeholders, going through the 12-step type of model, um, but I haven't been all the way through, you know, the entire process to get all the way to prototyping. I, I've done some prototyping, but to get through the entire process to prototype, um, I thought was incredibly valuable. And then again, just utilizing this group, Um, as mock facilitators like giving us the chance to try it it's hard I mean I do some facilitation I that's what I do kind of for a living so but watching other people do it it's a chance for them to try it be uncomfortable with it um, do it again you know with in a really encouraging environment so those people who think they may not be good facilitators this is a really good chance for you just to come in and try it like like stretch yourself a little bit. This is a good like professional stretch for people to really come in and um, to go through the process but then be walk out of here prepared to lead a group. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's been different for me is that I've, I've been, now I've gone through the entire process and I've seen how it, this could coach up with facilitation.
1: That's super nice. So. <clears throat> before we um, had lunch and for the listeners we just had lunch and we were just uh, starting the the last part of our uh, journey here in um, Lafayette um, what a, we were in the hallway we were talking about like that we are both graduates of the a College of Extraordinary Experience. You are. And, and some people say, say what? Right? College of Extraordinary what? Right? So yep. uh, can you can you tell the, the audience a little bit about about that experience?
2: Yeah. So talking about stretches, I will say this was a stretch for me. I actually was talked into it by a younger colleague of mine, Erica Schonquiler. This was like her dream trip. And she's like, come with me. This will be awesome. So I, I said, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this together. It's going to be... A cha- you know, And it really is a trip of a lifetime. Um, it really is. It's, it's one of those things that, um, again, typically as you get older, you like things the way you like things. And this is just kind of walking into the unknown. And I, when I say unknown, I mean, you really have no idea what's going to go on from day to day. You don't know who your roommate is. You don't know how you're getting to the castle. You don't know what you're eating. I mean, it's, it's really just a leap of faith. And it taught me a lot of things there. I I had a lot of self-reflective life moments about myself. Um, one of them is, is typically if I if I don't see myself in doing something, I don't think I'm going to be good at it. I just kind of opt out, like I kind of just kind of fade away into the distance. And this program didn't allow you to do that. Like you had to, even if you were uncomfortable with it, you had to stay in. You had to stay in it. You know, you had a team. They were. Counting on you. So some of the things that I did, I would say, was personally uncomfortable, but I forced myself to stay in it and work my way through it. What would typically I would have said, you know, guys, this really isn't for me. Like, I'm I'm gonna go get a coffee, or you know, wish you luck. Like, I think you guys got this, but it's not. But I had to force myself to stay in the design team, to stay in the moment. And uh, it, it's a really unique experience. It's a it's a once in a lifetime for me, um, and I'm, but I'm glad I did it.
1: Yeah, it's, it was beautiful. And for people who listen, it's um, I, I actually the I think the fifth uh, edition just was happening last week or something. Mm-hmm. End of end of August, 2023. Um, this the College of Extraordinary Experiences. Uh, Google it, and we will also make sure that we um, add a link in the bio. So for people who would like to see what is what is that. And what did um, uh, the headmaster of the program has always been um, Joe Pine? Mm-hmm. And he actually taught us a lot of um, uh, the thinking experiences and to create experiences, how to create them. And also, he's now into the field of transformations. And I yes. think this college really made us. Uh, transform, um, and not completely, but no. it, it really had a profound um, effect and impact. It did of what we uh, what we did. Yeah, super nice. Um, last um, last question, um, Amanda. <clears throat> uh, you're also an industry leader, right? So you, I, I believe you're on the board of PCMA. I am, um, and you had many more positions um, to help our industry g- grow and move forward. Um, what would be Um, from that perspective, the function of event design as such um, uh, for for our industry?
2: Yeah, so I will say probably I've moved out of the logistics category in my life and more into the strategy. And what I think about the event canvas design that's so important is this really links to an organizational strategy we can if people can really see that this process is going to get them to those outcomes that they're really looking to achieve I think this needs to be much this needs to be added to every organization strategy who doubles down on an event as whether it's for marketing purposes whether it's for revenue purposes whether it's for education purposes. it doesn't matter most or corporations associations nonprofits all have some type of event and that event needs to be tied into their overall strategy. This framework is perfect in ensuring that um, the event delivers on the strategy and the logistics come into play for sure. I don't want to undermine those who are doing the event logistics because they're integral in pulling off any successful event. But for me, it's really, again, um, taking it to a higher level and making sure that there's a connection with strategy development and i think organizations are uh, spending more time in that space and they're being much more intentional with their stakeholders in building that out and i think this could be a really key methodology tool in that process
1: (laughs) Nice one. One thing we found out in in our program, um, we always do um, a, a couple of rounds with our methodology, uh, and the first one is what we call a dry run exercise, where we actually make people comfortable using the event canvas, but also familiar with the event canvas. Sure. Um, and we use always, or in many cases, um, um, an event everybody knows already, and one of those is the um, opening ceremony of the Olympic uh, of the uh, of the Olympic Games, and um, um, after doing that, you, you shared with me that you are attending the Olympic Games um, uh, next year uh, as, a, as a volunteer with students.
2: That's our hope. We're yeah. trying to build out a program um, to take five students to the Olympic Games in Paris and uh, have them see a mega event, really see all the ins and outs of, of what it takes to put on a global and this is a global, international yes. mega event. Like this, this is the the big the, the big enchilada, right, for the world. Absolutely. And uh, you know, if I have the privilege of living in an event city. You know, we host the Indianapolis 500. We've hosted Super Bowl. We host a lot of other big conventions and cultural events.
1: MPIWC 2018. That's
2: right. And we've hosted PCMA. We're, we've got ASAE coming in 2026. So what we're really trying to do is to show students these big events in hopes that they will bring some of those big ideas back to Indianapolis. You know, will Indianapolis probably ever host an Olympics? Probably not. We're not that big of a destination to do that. But they can take things that they've learned and see on this grand scale back into our community and showcase some of those event elements, hopefully in the future.
1: And one of the things when we when we actually went through the dry run, we empathized with the two different stakeholders, and and then we very briefly just dreamed up like how would we as a as a team design that, and then we showed the um, the reel or the 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 trailer of the opening ceremony 2024, and actually everyone was, was super amazed. Um, we'll make sure we include the yes. the link um, of that little video in the bio of this podcast. Because that's something where we feel um, that is this is the exact um, application of w- what we try to bring across um, into a an opening ceremony. I won't say I won't spill the beans. Right. Yet, right. So you have to look at uh, that little video. It's because so, uh, you're
2: going to be surprised.
1: You're going to be surprised, and it's designed for multiple stakeholders, and it's including some behavior change. It is. Okay. Thanks, Amanda, for being here. Thank you. I um,
2: appreciate the opportunity and like said um, I hope everyone comes out and gives this this program a you know a run I think you get a lot out of it and um, lots of benefit again if nothing else just to meet other community members and those interested in doing doing their events that look a little different
1: thank you very much bye
0: this has been another episode of the design to change designer conversation series explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage.